0: Da-da-da-da. It's Wednesday, and that means a new podcast, and I am so excited because I have a brand new set of. Well, it's kind of fun because I actually got two for one. Mike Wasilisyn, I so said that wrong. Mike, I'm sorry. Um, he is from Move You, and also his partner Andrew Dedelbach which I probably said wrong too. I'm sorry, Andrew. But they are coming in. I found them on Instagram. Their stories are, or their videos are hilarious. Their education is real. And this is probably my favorite podcast I've ever done because, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like real talk. And I don't want to, you know, no, no elaboration, no just, you know, cookie-cutter bullshit. It's just really like this is our story and this is how we got to where we are. And I love Mike's story. I think he's one of the most passionate people I've ever talked to. Actually, no, he for sure is the most passionate person I've ever talked to on a podcast. And you guys will feel it and sense it. And I just can't wait for you guys to get some good tidbits on not just obviously moving well and healing and chronic inflammation and chronic pain um, and what their program is all about, but also like really like how capable you are as a person and how you can take steps to be a better, better version of yourself. And you know, that's what I'm all about, but to have someone else come on with more passion than me about it is just so fun. So enjoy. There definitely will be more of Mike and Andrew in my um, next 21 day challenge. So be sure you sign up for July 10th, $21 for 21 days of videos every single day sent directly to your email. I'm going to have a keto meal plan and a non-keto meal plan, really just dialing in your nu- nutrition with a group of people across the country. You cannot get a better program than this for this. I mean, it's just, I love putting my heart and soul into this and I want everyone to get this information because it's stuff that you people need to know, whether it's macros or exercises or just supplement talk. It's like, My life's work in 21 videos, and I'm so, so stoked because Mike and Andrew are going to be a part of it. So sign up, EmilyShram.com. It's powered by Verizon, which is just incredible. So great giveaways, of course, always, and a private Facebook group, the whole nine yards. You're going to love it. Um, Events coming up June 15th, doing a Conscious Conversations here in Denver with Lauren Kodike. So make sure you look at my Facebook page, Emily Schramm, and then also June 24th, taking the MPAC to the incline. So the incline is hard enough as is. So no pressure. If you don't want to bring your impact, you can do it with just your body, but I'm going to do a weighted vest hike or weighted impact hike up the incline. And we're going to meet June 24th. More details again on my Facebook page, Emily Schramm. Okay. This is all about being strong and a little bit of being more Maybe a little bit of being alpha. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Be sure you go follow these guys. All, this, all the info and all their website stuff is in details on the podcast. <laughs> MFit Radio. Okay, what is your magic that you did?
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> well, this is this is my this is my own like movement things that I know about well are 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 movement helping people like change behaviors and that but but I found personally that yerba mate, uh, mm. loose leaf yerba mate in the little cup thing with the little metal straw like massive doses like twenty packets of that I drink that and that puts me into like. I try every night to get into this, I can get into this mode once in a while where I just go like deep and I can stay in there for hours and hours and hours and just really get work done. And uh, Mate helps me get there Even, sometimes.
0: And it doesn't affect your sleep.
1: Um, he doesn't sleep. I don't sleep. Really. Oh
0: gosh, we need to talk about it. So let me introduce you. This is Dr. Mike. You are in California. What's your, your, you move. So you move is primarily online, but you do have a facility, correct? move you move you, no? shit shit move you <laughs> you, move. you move you move move you move you
1: those are not a knockoff company no is what that they're is.
0: not I've recently found you guys and I was like I have to podcast with this guy because you are so fun um I love what you do so give me like the short before we get back into urban mate and your magic and why you to go you don't sleep. No, we don't go
1: that's just personal shit no
0: we need to because I want to know why you don't sleep because that's what I do I fix people. Oh, you do. Yeah, okay. I don't know. That's like my. I just. And he's, we don't have to. You don't have to be fixed. Maybe you're not broken. So, but tell I'm me what you do. I'm worried
1: about being fixed, actually, because I'm like, because it's working right I now. Someone fixes me next. You know, I'm meditating every day and not getting anything done. <laughs>
0: I think the same thing. So I've, I've always been like, how can I make my brain optimal? Because I've had a lot of concussions, blah, 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 blah. And I feel like mm-hmm. every time I actually try some new protocol that's supposed to help my brain, I'm like, what is this madness? What is- I don't want to sit still. Like this is – I have work to be done. This is not the way I want to live my life. So I'm kind of with you on that. But then there is going to be a point, right, that we hit the wall. Have you hit yep. the wall yep. yet?
1: No. You haven't hit the wall i've hit i've hit it a couple times where i will go for like but i don't feel it coming yet it, it creeps on really slow just the same way like when someone's injured pain just kind of happens and they relate it to like one incident but really it's been building for years and like that burnout phase will hit me because i'll go so deep and my brain is second i wake up till second i go to bed um so i'm i'm learning myself to know when it when I need a break and to disconnect. What I'm is am still your, learning that. Myself.
0: Yeah. That's a huge thing. What is your signal? Have Like, because I think for me, it's actually my back, a little bit of SI pain starts happening mm-hmm. for you, which is kind of random. I know that's something you, you deal with quite a bit, but like, what is your signal so far?
1: I tend to get less funny. So like <laughs> I get really serious. <laughs> so if I start getting serious and like Andrew says, what would, Andrew, what did you say I would get? How would you say I would be? poetic or something or or cryptic. what cryptic. he says like a cryptic oh, and, like no. i come up with like these like these like deep quotes i'm like look at this quote andrew this is thou art not moved till the day i die or thou art not live again <laughs> thou, and he's t-spine. Like, thou
0: t-spine is stuck <laughs>
1: You need to go spearfishing immediately because because <laughs> <laughs> it's time.
0: It's time. Well, tell me, tell me, how did you get into what you're doing now? I mean, I know that you, you yourself are probably an athlete. Like, did you have an athletic background? Have you always been into watching people move or helping people move better?
1: You know, I actually, honestly, I became, I, I really want to say I became an athlete after I got into, back in the year 2000, I'll, I'll try to sum it up pretty quick, and in the year 2000, so 17 years ago, I started working with a sports injury rehab clinic, learning about movement, running exercise program, illegally taking x-rays, I'll never forget it, I'm like, taking x-rays of people, like, blasting through with radiation 18 years old, like, I didn't even know what I was doing, I can't believe he let me do this that day, right? <laughs> um, ugh, We'll fast forward past that part, okay? That's off. I, I think we passed did you learn the anything? limitations. Well,
0: did you learn anything? Anything from those things? I'm guessing yes, right?
1: Of course, right? Just being in the field of, of movement, exercise, and that was combined with chiropractic PT. Then I decided to go into chiropractic school. So I went to school and to tell you the truth, it was good, but it wasn't what I thought it would be. Like Mm -hmm. I thought the adjustment was this powerful tool and I even graduated trying to use it as this like magical fix for like four years or so um, in more – in combination with movement. What I really realized I learned throughout the process that it was – that the movement – and I believe that the movement is – the ultimate, uh, because it's something that people can learn how to do. They can take care of themselves with it. They don't become reliant or dependent on doctors or physicians to do it. And, um, it can be very empowering to learn to move better. And it, with that comes improved posture, improved breathing, improved confidence. Yeah. And, um, but it really struck me last, last year was just, I had this, I'm sure you've had a couple events in your life that are like, there's like a before you and then an after view. Yeah right? Something happened. That was last May. And I just said, I couldn't take it anymore because our local business, it was good. But I'm like, I know we're meant to do something globally. And it's like, why not us? We had a system that we've been developing that works. Um, I know that the world needs to hear it. There's so much in the healthcare system that's just fucked up.
0: It's so fucked. It's flawed and it's 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 designed for them to come back. Right. It's like the more I research about how technology is really just an addictive cycle that we get ourselves through. It's the same thing with movement. I feel like some, not all, but some practitioners, it's like, they don't really care long-term success, right? They care about business coming in and it's so frustrating.
1: They don't know. They're Mm. not. In order to, to help people become successful, you have – and you know this. You have to first be successful yourself. Yep. You have to know what success is. You have to feel momentum. And that way you can actually paint the picture to people what success is. Most of these clinicians, it's not that – they're not successful, Emily. They just have a little money from draining insurance companies. They're not successful people, so they cannot inspire people. So it becomes this redundant, repetitive handing out tools at to a toll booth thing that it's confused with insurance money and referrals, and it's not inspiring to walk into doctors. It's not, now I'm not saying there's not a time and a place, I'm saying there's a much, much better way of doing things. There's a way to prevent that from happening 90% of the time.
2: I love there's, it. There's
1: time and a place for Cairo, there's a time and a place for PT, but I'll tell you what. Ah, uh, the future is online movement recovery, and that's where it is. And we're leading the way with it. Period. And it's going to prevent the need of that. Eighty percent of people will never even need to get to that phase of chiro and PT and medical and surgery by doing what we're doing. The proof's there. The, the research supports it. Our fucking results with the programs there. I
0: love it. You're getting me fired up. This is awesome. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that's awesome! I'm passionate because <laughs> the shit is—it's—it it's, works. And well, okay. So everything. talk
0: to me about this. Like, so your goal is to really help people that aren't. I mean, of course, you definitely help people who have an injury, but it's all like b- before because people start taking care of themselves when it's when it hurts enough, right? So like the injury happens, and now they care, and they're not right. thinking about everything that built right. up to that injury, right? So tell me, talk to that person that it, they maybe don't have an injury but they should care. Talk to that person.
1: We are. Okay. We are currently most suited to talk to the person who just is injured. Right. That's now recently You were so spot on is that this is that if we, and we've done this, we interview people who've done move you, the movie method. That's our online program. Uh, we go, who should take it? And they say the same thing. They go fucking everybody. Right. That's what they say. Um, usually they're a little bit more uh, a little less politically correct than <laughs> that um, so so then we go okay and it's the truth it's like you these injuries are caused like for example we hip hinge 3500 times a day okay we hip hinge 35 and you balance 10 12 20,000 steps a day depending on how many times and there's a Jim Rohn quote, and it's it's failure is not a single cataclysmic event. Instead, it's repeating something a little bit wrong over the course of time. Yeah. And that's what injury is. But here's what happens: is, is people relate injury to one. Oh, I did a deadlift and hurt my back. Meanwhile, you've been hip hinging 3,500 times a day, wrong, for 10 years, and that's what threw it over the top. Yeah. So that. When people understand that that's truly what caused it, you realize that there's no quick fix for it. There's no adjustment or PT, electrical pad, or surgery. You're going to fix 10,000 times. So now the point is how to inspire people, how to inspire people to live that lifestyle. And we're moving into that now. So now we're moving. You'll see we're, gonna, we're slowing down with the exercise videos, and we're expanding into lifestyle videos about applying these moves, about moving better, about being confident, about setting the right goals, success in mind. Like we're moving into that to inspire the people that aren't injured. It's uncharted territory for us. We're fucking doing it. You gotta because do it.
0: I know. The world needs it. The world needs it. And I kind of, you know, I think any of the practitioners or health coaches that are listening to this can relate to this is that you know, preventative medicine is the future. And it's because we ha- we're we finally realizing how much ties into becoming a whole and healthy and happy person. And so people are starting to listen. But something that I hit a lot, and this is just, it's frustrating when, when someone's not at the point of like, desperation or when someone's not at the point of injury, it is always going to be this upward battle as the practitioner, as the doctor to get them to care. I think that's the, always the biggest challenge is like finding out, you know, methods of like, how can I get you to care? Because it matters so much, but you don't know it matters so much yet until something happens. So I think it's really great that you're, you're getting to that audience for sure.
1: It's easy. It's easy for us to target people that are in pain. That's easy. But in a way, we're doing a disservice to the people that aren't in pain mm-hmm. because those people, a third of them or maybe more are on their way to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're actually doing a disservice by not educating them properly on, on, um, at least helping them, helping them understand their movements and, and what could, what could come about with it. So that's, it's, it's an area we're turning into. We're always going to be able to have the people in pain. They're the most motivated ones. They go, look, I'm going to do what it takes. Yeah. Those are, those are easy people to work with. Those are our – the people who want it more are the ones who succeed the most. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Right. And so like I said, we're – I mean we're gaining a ton of traction on social media. Uh, we try here, – here's the thing. Is that one main reason why it's tough for doctors, therapists, kairos is because you become institutionalized in school. After that many years, the school teaches you whether you, they know it or not. This is how you speak. This is how you hold yourself. This is how you do this. And you become a fucking drone. And And um, it's boring.
0: You became a drone, you feel.
1: I broke out of it.
0: Yeah. What was what was there a moment? I know you said there was a pre and post you, but like, was there like a deciding factor? Because I, you know, regardless, I know a lot. Not a lot of people are like about ready to leave their Cairo business, but I do think there's always this pivotal change, whether it's they're ready to jump into something, you know, a a new fitness program, or whether they're ready to make a commitment to a new job or start their own thing. Like, I I love finding the defining moments. Do you remember kind of what was around that?
1: Good. well i've had and this is this goes on with one of my favorite books mastery by robert green talks about the value of having a great mentors in your life and at the time i built up three mentors lifestyle business mentors and i was like wow this is poss- the possibility is there mm-hmm. and i can also do it there's nothing special about them there's like there's nothing special about me so i have mentors in place so i could see now like wow this is the possibility of being able to impact a lot of people yeah. then from a personal standpoint is a growing frustration of being in an office nine to five, just grinding it out and not feeling like I'm making much of an impact. So it became this like frustration boiling point and also this inner voice in me that wants to speak the truth. But it's it's like, it's too many layers to go through being in healthcare because I got an overseeing board over top of me. Oh, I gotta uphold these principles from chiropractic, these surgeons that refer me people. Oh, I can't. So I end up like my word comes out sideways in loops before it gets by the time it gets to you, it's this little fucking, it's like a it's like a it's like a instead of like an atomic bomb drop, what it is, it's like it's like a sparkler. Mm. It's like <laughs> <laughs> so
0: that's a great by,
1: analogy. <laughs> right. It, that that impact passion comes from just uninhibited truth coming out. That's what the passion is. So it builds up to a point where it was it was literally frustration uh, of just like really not seeing much progress career wise. Um, that's awesome. And just known, and but you know what? That fear and frustration, and that's why our one of our taglines is rethink pain because people generally think pain is a bad thing. Pain is necessary for growth. Without pain, without frustration, without fear, there's never any fuel to grow ever so pain is not negative at all pain is meant to tell you the change needs to be in your life you got to listen to that fucking inner voice because that if you listen to that and go with it you'll drive so far away from that pain you'll end up where you're trying to go yeah most you people successful you got elon musk theodore roosevelt became one of the most successful presidents just because he wanted to he wanted he was he's wanted to make his father proud who died like he People have these these, these driving forces. My yeah. buddy Shane who just sold his business for shitload, he still has a fear of being poor. So he just builds these amazing businesses and he's so far away from it. But that fear is necessary. I know. What and is, that pain is ask, necessary.
0: Can I ask you what your fear is?
1: Oh, look at this. <laughs> look at this. Look at, you. look at you hide behind your coffee cup. Now I see you. <laughs> The people listening can't see that I see you.
0: (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to ask. You knew it was going to come up, right? I mean, you don't have to say, but I do think like fear is the driving force for so much like fear of failure, also fear of success. I think people don't realize that fear of success can be a really big one. I'm just curious if you have one. If you don't have
1: one, you don't have to share. Hmm. Well if I didn't have one, I wouldn't have anything to share. I don't I can't say I've had that question. Maybe Andrew knows.
0: Andrew, do you know
1: in the back?
2: Do I have a fear? I'm staring at him, I'm trying to figure it out.
1: I mean I think it honestly I, I, I believe that everybody, every human being has some greatness, has greatness in them. I really, truly fucking believe that, that something inside of them is meant for greatness. Whether they, Albert Einstein says, uh, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it'll live its whole life feeling worthless. Mm. And uh, I believe that too. And I believe that I have, a, a, a that minds with like passion and with, with like, with with being able to like deliver an impactful message. And I believe it would be like, it's a waste if if it's not there to change the world in a positive way it i leaves think, a waste
0: I think that you maybe had it bottled up for too long and it's like I love it it's like pouring out of you it's really awesome it's very motivating
1: yeah it's well, it feels really good and you know like the hidden purpose of move you like behind it built woven into the fabric is is moving towards what you love yeah and like moving towards your passion it's like Moving towards that, no matter what you do, at all costs, move towards it. It doesn't matter, fuck. You don't need to know why or how you're gonna make money with it. Just move a step towards it. Yeah, for sure. And um, I think maybe it was bottled up. I guess I don't know of fear really. That's
0: alright. It
1: was. It was just. It was. It, I guess it was just looking around and seeing everyone else doing really well, and I'm like, man. Meanwhile, I thought it was like. I just didn't do well with the local business model. So I was never inspired to grow a local model. I just didn't see how it could really impact that many people. Yeah, other people can do it really yeah. well. They have a local business, then they clone it a bunch. And now they got thousands of franchises and they kill it. I just mm. didn't was able to see it that way.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think I wish I had a better
1: answer. I wish I would like no, cry I, to you right there and said something.
0: I didn't warn you. I just kind of hit it, hit you with it. But I do think it's true. Like just, with,
1: do you have a fear? Do you have a fear?
0: You know, I I have thought about this a lot. Um, I'm very. I'm an extremely intense person, so like I'm never settling like i'm I will never settle I've always am thinking of more ideas and more creative avenues like with my business to get people the message of like, for the way you're passionate about movement, I'm passionate about self-empowerment. So it's just really fun to see people have the switch go off where they start, you know, they're done counting calories, they're done looking in the mirror, hating themselves, and they finally fucking feel like the beautiful human being that they are. Like that's my Mm. passion. And so as much as I can like different avenues to do it, I think my fear would be Someone asked me this. It took me a long time to even think of the answer, but, it's like, my fear is, like, my creativity not existing. Like, if I wasn't creative, if I wasn't able to create things for people to help people, then to me I'm nothing. Like, I really feel like that's, like, my value to this world is giving people avenues to find who who they are, like, with you finding a way for helping get rid of pain and long-term pain management or prevention. Um, it's just really like if, if my impact stops, then I guess that's maybe my biggest fear. Probably the same as you, like not affecting people the way I know I can.
1: I feel selfish almost. If you have something in you not to use it.
0: Oh, for sure. It's so true. Did you, did you ever read the book, um, big magic? My mom sent it to me. Kind of no, amazing. but I'm
1: I'm I'm really thinking about how you can help inspire, especially some of our women um, clients, particularly. I'm already just like loving you. Oh, ma'am. Well,
0: you're already gonna. I'm. I have a new 21 day challenge, and I'm so excited because I really want to integrate what you're doing with that. I think that you it will just be so awesome. So w- we have lots of ways to work together. I think we're gonna do well because people that I work with, like a lot of it, I've done a little bit of corporate wellness stuff, but a lot of it, most of my people, they crush the gym, right? They're The gym piece isn't a problem. It's the nine to five. It's the nine to six. And so for you, like what's your biggest piece of, infra- like maybe you're maybe the most common thing you see and maybe like a takeaway for people that do work nine to fives and nine to sixes and they don't have a lot of opportunity for, you know, outside of like the standing desk, I think people kind of know that and all that, but like what's some, some awareness cues for people um, if they're at a desk a lot?
1: I'll give you, I'm going to give you the, I'm going to give you the real answer. Then I'm going to give you the shortcut answer. Cool. Um, Is, is there's something that happens when you, when, when someone learns individual movements and how the body's supposed to work. Like when whenever the scapula of your shoulder blade, you're able to actually feel a track properly. And whenever you feel that happen, you feel your core bracing when you do it. And then a glute firing on this side and you're able to tie together piece together movements. It becomes this game in your mind. And you become obsessed with movement. And when you hit it usually takes people about 30 days straight in our program. To, and I'm not even talking about promoting the program, right? We try to put it all out on Instagram, a lot, shitloads out on Instagram. for We do, yeah. But whenever people hit this movement obsession phase, they can't help but be obsessed with movement while they work. So people that are like, I don't know what to do at work, I just know that they're not obsessed with movement yet. Hmm. Because the people that sit, I sit, I don't know what to do, I try posture, they're not obsessed with it yet. Because if you're obsessed, you're sitting there, you're going, okay, I mean, we watch our, they're called movers, The movers, they become obsessed. They go, oh, I squeeze glutes. I do this, but that didn't feel right with my chair. So I got this new chair and then I stand to lay on my stomach. There's this, it has to be this obsession. Like we can give all the tips we want, but if the inspiration is not in there with it, it and if people don't actually feel the excitement of what it feels like to actually improve the way you move, then there's giving simple posture tips. just doesn't work. There's posture tips everywhere. Everyone knows to do this. But there's a quote I know, and I love this one, and it's to know and not do is to never really know.
0: Mm. God, you're so full of quotes. That was your fifth quote you dropped, and I usually like dig one quote out of everybody in a podcast to put it on like a little fancy picture. I have no problem with you. That was number five. This is amazing. Well, that's a
1: punch quote. I like quotes that are gut shots. Yeah. I think about this. To know and not do is to never really know. So if somebody was like, I know I should do this. No, you don't. Because if you'd really knew at that deeper level, like you would fitness, if you would ever you would never stop being the way you are because you're at this new heightened level of movement and of excitement. You can't go down. And that's, a, that's another quote is man's mind once expanded, never returns to its original condition. So once you hit a new level of hierarchy, that's your new baseline. Yeah. And that's the same with your level of inspiration. I'm sure the more you learn, the more you can inspire. You can't go lower than that point. You
0: can't go back. I have a question tangent. This is, you know, maybe for somebody, what about, this is something I see a lot. Like People, do you see this with maybe more so athletes, but like they were once at a point and they felt like, you know, they keep talking about like, well, I used to do this a couple years ago. I lost 20 pounds or uh, this workout program worked and now I'm trying and it's not working and I'm less inspired and I'm less motivated. Probably for you, you probably see it with like, I used to be able to lift this or I used to not be injured. And now, you know, I got rid of the gym or I stopped doing a certain sport and now I'm trying to come back into it like that seems – that's almost like the opposite. It's like the one exception of that quote because these people have – they're almost looking at their past self as like a different human and feeling like that's so far away and so unattainable.
1: I feel it's closer than they think.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: I feel like once you have it, it, it's – as long as you can paint – there's a great book called Switch, How to Change When Change is Hard. And companies like Precision Nutrition and Dave Ramsey um, really, I know, use that book. And it's like we do hear that. Um, we, we do try to, what we do is paint the destination of them about what that looks like, a clear destination about what it is. Just like Trump, make America great again, right? Do go back to the way it was, how to get somebody back. And you're getting into behavioral change stuff, which I got to say, I'm not, I'm like, I just maybe moved into intermediate, um, into, into like the intermediate category with being able to help people change, now that's going to be the real challenge because you can give people all the exercises you want. This is how to quit smoking, but how to really get people to change. <laughs> you, um,
0: you almost lost it, me on the Trump quote. <laughs> 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 I just, I, my mind blacked out for a second, but I you could continue.
1: <laughs> well, my point is, is getting people, is, is how to get people that are back. You know, once again, currently, The people that do find us, whether it's – we've inspired them to go, I'm ready to do it or they're already ready to do it. It's about 50-50. What we do is help them make it very clear about the path because if it seems unattainable, there's so much. We break it down into three easy steps, step one, step two, step three. This is what the path is going to look like for you. These are the checkpoints that you're going to experience along the way. This is the destination about where you're trying to go. And, of course, they, we have to know where they're going first. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest mistakes people make that leads to a dead end is people go they, – they just want pain relief. Pain relief is a moving target that you can't hit. You need a more solid target than that. Yeah. It's a shitty goal and it's going to lead to a shitty outcome. Or people want to put their shoes on without pain. It's going to lead to short-term quick fixes.
0: What are some so good we help- goals outside of pain relief? What would be some good – some goals that you feel like are that work really well when it comes to what you do
1: so what would you say andrew because you've been reading more of the goals what are some solid goals what's that um the best type of goals that people have like for example we have uh a woman she's her goal is to uh, run – she's going to run her marathon again next – I forget the date on it. She put the date on but she actually moved it because she realized she wasn't ready for it yet. Ah, but yeah. to get back into running marathons, to set a date in a certain marathon, that's that. great. We got a guy now. He's like, I'm climbing Kilimanjaro next. And, you know, these are big goals. These are extreme examples. They're not realistic wanna for many I want to climb
0: Kilimanjaro, so that's on my bucket list. That's on hey, my you want to do
1: it with me next year? I'm going to do it with him.
0: Are you serious? I totally will. It. What? What? What month?
1: I already love your
0: personality. <laughs> I, do, I my podcasters don't know this is really our first conversation ever.
1: <laughs> We've never been it. talked. We have tried to connect twice so far, yeah. three times. I the last time.
0: I know it's okay. We got it. Well, Yo, know, seriously, if it's not in, like, seriously, anytime after March, I'm in.
1: All right, let me write that down. Hey, you've heard you've heard of Wim Hof before? He, I think they oh. climb, he climbs it. He's climb he climbs naked. it
0: barefoot. He, yes, he's crazy. Do you do his breathing techniques and his ice stuff?
1: I've worked on them and I do use them in um, – I do use his breathing techniques and I do go in ice water. I take an ice shower. I actually just started again but I did an ice shower every night. Well, not ice shower. It's cold as the water temp, kids.
0: What are your thoughts on – inf- yeah. in- what are your thoughts on near-infrared
1: sauna? We're, we, we focus on – Mostly he, movement. Oh, we We believe movement trumps most. Um, Got it. That's, where, that's what our specialty is. Um, I'll cool. stick with that i was just
0: curious yeah. you're you do ice stuff more for you personally though right
1: not really oh i just, use it. I just use it as a ch- as a mental challenge as it is a tool to mentally challenge myself but we that's why i like your product so much the MFit bag i think it's oh, great yeah, my impact i think yeah. I, yep you sent us one uh, we're playing with it um we're sort of trying to figure out the strap thing because we don't look at instructions at all <laughs> can um, i show
0: it to you <laughs> It's pretty easy. Once you, I'll show it to you after we do this. But
1: it's, we love it though. But we think our movers are going to love it because it's portable. You could take it anywhere in the world, um, road trips, everything. We think it's great.
0: Yay! Good. Um, yeah, let's take yeah. it to Mount Kilimanjaro.
1: I love it. I actually wrote that down, Kilimanjaro. Um, I was actually just laughing. I was like, imagine doing Wim Hof. I'm like, I'm ready. Because Mike, you can wear pants. I'm like, nah, I don't want to. <laughs> I can.
0: I could see you doing it without it. You're you're quite you're the personality. Can put you're some
1: pants, pants on. <laughs>
0: Bro, just do it. Just run with it. I'll video it the whole time. It's awesome. Great. White butt. (laughs) Do you feel like you personally, like this new business that you're in and helping people, like how much has it helped you? I know that you're passionate about it, but has it changed you seeing how people are learning to connect with their body again?
1: There's two parts um, from a personal standpoint. Number one, I learned a very important lesson. Uh, the lesson I learned is 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 to get to a higher level is self-education, meaning if I can – if I'll go with – like sometimes I'll get in this focus mode. I'll spend one whole week – like I'm taking a course right now on stand-up comedy. I'm reading a book about Elon Musk. I'm also reading Theodore Roosevelt's book. Uh, I just finished up uh, reading Mastery again for the second time. And I tie it down and then I'm using that to write and inspire. But when I come out of it, I'm always another notch up. And that other notch allows me to vocalize that much easier, allows me to communicate with people that much better, allows people to see me as an authority that much more and that, which allows that many more people to engage with us. Mm -hmm. So I learned to inspire more. You have to, it's investing yourself, all your intellectual properties in your head. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that to be true now. That's a great discovery. So I know now like, oh, I want to work with this business okay, well, I've got to get myself to this level before I'm eye level with them and they'll consider me rather than just trying to just pick at them right now when I'm not ready yet.
0: Mm. I love that because making yourself grow, like even if it's completely irrelevant, people don't realize how connected it is. Like for me, I feel so stagnant in my creativity when I'm not doing like, I, I should show you my book, my bookshelf. It's insane. It's just like, I just go to old books, old used bookstores and just pick random things. They have nothing to do with what I'm going to talk about to people, but they have everything to do with filling me up with like, I don't know. It's like this endless creativity. It's like my mind comes alive.
1: I love that. And that's what Steve jobs. Uh, one of his quotes, he, he took that calligraphy course uh, when he was auditing class and he didn't know why. And he always says, you can never connect the pieces going forward, only backwards. So 10 years later, he, when he made the first Mac, he goes, it was just boring font. So then he now he put it all back together again. He goes, oh, I put that in there. So he goes, just move towards what you passionate love. And from a future vantage point, you'll realize how to use that. Yeah. And I now know that to be true as well.
0: How much, that time, all oh. how much time do you, because, well, I know you don't sleep. So maybe this is an application. <laughs> Do you, how much time do you invest? Do you have a set time that you invest like into reading, into absorbing? Um, what's your, what's your day-to-day schedule look like?
1: Yeah, I usually do. We usually do, um, stuff like we make content, we meet, we, um, you know, emails, that stuff's done between like 10 and five Cool webinars. And then I will usually work out for a couple hours after and then. I drink my Yerba Mate at 9 at night, so all the all the business development stuff happens virtually every night from about 9 until 4 in the morning.
0: You really don't so, sleep.
1: Well, I sleep from like, you know, like 4 to 10, or I, I'll sleep like 4 hours, 4 hours, then I'll sleep like 9. Wow. Uh, or sometimes I'll just stay up the whole time That's and a- go again. <laughs> That's great. My mind, Emily, my fucking mind goes, why would I stop? If it's going, why am I going to stop it? Let's do
0: that? Oh, there's a great um do you know Sean Croxton?
1: Am I gonna die a little early? Yeah, probably with this, but.
0: <laughs> but you're gonna change a lot of lives, Mike. You're gonna change a lot of years lives. years <laughs> in your
1: lives, not the lives in your years, whatever the fuck that is.
0: Sean Croxton talks about chronotypes. Have you heard of like the new chronotypes? Um, and he really, he had it, a- oh, I can't remember his name, but the guy, he talks about there's bears, which are kind of like average Joes, like not that it's a bad thing, but like you wake, you go to bed at a good time, you wake up at a good time, neither here nor there. Then there's the dolphins, the dolphins that can't sleep because their mind's on fire, so they're like a little bit of the insomniac. And then, I'm a dolphin. I don't want to be a dolphin. You're oh, fair, son. You're, well, don't worry, we're going to have a talk about spirit animals in a little bit, so you're not going to be like a true dolphin, but this is just your chronotype. And then. I'm you could be the Go Alpha on. Dolphin. You could be the Dolphin. Capital T, capital D. And then... Because
1: you're about you're, you're being an Alpha too, by the way. I love... Uh, be strong. Be Alpha.
0: I'm pretty... I'm pretty Alpha. But then there's the Wolf. And the Wolf is like... You could be a little mix of that. Because the Wolf just works better at night. And so if you feel that, like maybe you're... The Dolphin's a little bit more insomniac. For you, it's like you're just like respecting the creativity. You're just letting it happen.
1: I hey, like... What it. do you do to get your... Like... Do you have a ritual that, 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 that turns your creativity on? Like, do you have an on, does it, is it tough for you to get it on? Do you have a ritual that helps you get it on?
0: Well, I'm kind of like you. Yeah, no, that's totally true. Like when I'm like you, like you said earlier, when you've kind of had a hard time knowing when you've gone too far, like when you need a little bit of a break, my creativity depletes. So I have a hard time creating content when I'm writing, even like as simple as an Instagram post. Like if it's, if I'm struggling with writing a caption, then i'm like what's going on cuz this sh- this should be effortless or i'm not going to do it at all i'd rather post nothing than some sort of bullshit so what that's kind of my meter of if i need some sort of creativity and my the i live in denver so the easiest way for me to do it is i go outside so like i'll go on a trail run or i'll like I mean, usually in the winter, it's a little bit easier because I'm a big snowboarder and that's some, such an easy way to disconnect. Um, but then eventually, like I, ha- I have my mountain bike that I'm going to get out this weekend. So I try to just do like complete disconnect. And stay in nature. And then I'm usually like on my ride. I'm like, I can't wait to get back to my computer because I have 8,000 ideas and I need to write them all down. And that's usually how I kind of turn it on if I need to. But I think it's not even not an issue of turning it on. It's almost like an issue of like allowing it to be present because we're just so fucking stimulated all the time and we have so many layers of bullshit that we like lose connection with ourselves. Like ultimately what you do is like helping people connect with themselves. It's like crazy how disconnected we are.
1: I don't. That's a a great point. But go ahead. Go ahead. I was (laughs) saying yes because the last year, what happened was I made a. I said that's it. I said there's. I'm just eliminating everything. I, I, I don't know how to do, especially when people get my plates full out on the time. Well, if something's important and if it's not working, the only way I need to do it is just eliminate everything. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was, I was hobbies. That was friends. That was family. That was, and I just let everybody know that it's just going to be that way for a while. And this is why, and there's no exceptions to this rule period. It's just the way it is. I'll do it for myself. You'll know about it after. Case closed. And, but by eliminating that whole plate allowed, um, really allowed me to move it what I was really inspired to move at because like you said the daily stuff people are like oh but I work and then I do my Sunday brunch and then I also go to CrossFit and I do yoga and then I got my boyfriend and there's there's the truth is 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 I don't know another way other than all in to do something
2: mm-hmm.
1: and to go all in means and just like Mark Cuban says that you you know you're going to be successful as what you're willing to sacrifice mm-hmm. and um the people that go, I had a quote about Sunday brunch like They either already made it in life, or they're not making it in life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's true. Well, not true. If but you can tell by talking to somebody if you can get if they can get there. You know, like I love the yeah. people that are like I'm 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 on the br- the brink of it, and then you just have to like crack them open a little bit because mostly people just don't realize how powerful they are. Kind of like you said, like you you had these mentors, and you had this epiphany why can't I do this? Why not me? And that's, that was what happened to me. I was, I was so, I was so fucking sick of looking at all these horrible pictures of like sexualizing people's bodies in order to get, you know, the body you want. I don't know. It's long story, but when what I became,
1: was, this? What was this,
0: so it was in, I was, uh, 21. So this was in 2009. Um, and I just basically was like, you know, I want to get in shape. I want to get fit. I'm so sick of how I feel and how I look and the whole thing. I was, I hit the wall hard and I was just so sick of my self-hate. And so when I went to, I remember going to Target and trying to find a book, like some sort of like startup guide. And all I could see was just like, you know, girls in bikinis just on a stage. I'm like, I don't want to look like that. Like, I just want to feel like, and so then I had this moment. I'm like, I am going to, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be, this is going to be me, except with traps. <laughs> so, I, so that was kind of my goal. Long term is like, I know that I, there's no image that represents strong women without also sexualizing them. Or at least I didn't find that when I was there. So I, that was kind of my mission. So that's a little bit of a tangent. That, but, was that
1: your turn? Was that a turning point for you that when you were 21?
0: Yeah. So I, I had that's gone through re- that's early to have that. Yeah. I was, I mean, I'm a, kind of an old soul. So like I've always, I'm a, I've, I don't know if you believe in this, but I've, I think I've lived a lot of lives and I have always been really aware even at a really young age. And so, um, even like when I was, you know, when I was eight, I was really into fitness. I was a soccer player. I played soccer throughout my whole life. Um, but I just hit this point where I was like, just so sick of who I was. And it felt like, I felt like I was sick of who I was. I was just sick of this vessel that I was living in and the motions that I was going through. So that was my, my epiphany for sure.
1: So you see, this is how you inspire because you know is what I do is when you have that transformation, there's a before and after. The before is what you see most people living their life, mm-hmm. right? Most people where they go, well, this is the way it is. I guess I'm just working my nine to five now. I guess I just do this now. This is when i marry. It's okay. It's okay when there's so much more to be had and it's not even far away. It's just right. It's just one breakthrough away from just a totally different life oh, that feels so. amazing to live. And I watched you live it too. I'm just looking at you and puzzling I'm like, Oh, she's fucking living it. You're interviewing here. You're running here. You're working out here. You got the infant bag here. You're inspiring people here. The strong, sexy, and leading the way. And I'm like, okay, I get to know this girl. Right. I mean, so I get, more. go ahead. And it's close. It's close That's for people. So like Will good. Smith was talking about a story about skydiving. He goes, what's right on the other side of fear and fear. The other side of it is bliss. He goes like jumping out of an airplane. He goes, he goes skydive and he goes, they count to three, but they push on two because on three, everyone puts their hands up. And he goes, it's second you hit the air, it's pure bliss. The fear is gone. It's like it's, it's people are so close. It's right on the other side.
0: It's so close. And so how
1: do you get people to have that breakthrough? It's like this, and I'm 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 learning, I'm I'm believing that this breakthrough is something that a lot of like successful people or want to help other people find, but it's like how to define it. Like it's like this. What components made it happen? Like, And it's literally a day. Mm-hmm. It's like an overnight thing. It can't be too. I know.
0: I wish I could recreate it for people because that's like something I talk about a lot. I'm like one of the walls I hit a lot as a trainer is – and one thing that I had to let go of is that as a trainer, I was like, okay, I'm a brand new trainer. I started off at 24-Hour Fitness and I was at a Globo gym and I was like ready to change the world, which I still am, but I thought that if they would just like – do everything I said, then it would be fine. And more and more people, I was like, "Why? What? what's happening? Like, why can't I change you? Why can't I get you to want it? And that, you know, it's like so true. It's like there has to, there, I still am an optimistic that there's a way to break that because when everybody. I get, everybody, because when I get into corporate wellness, that's what I see the most. Like I'm giving you the 30 day I'm giving you the program, I'm giving you the exercises, like there's, it's all right there, and you might want it for the first week, but then you can see the drop off, like what happened on day eight, and it's the same with my 21 day challenge, like what's happening where you start to, is it this like, it's just not deep enough for them, it's not a, it's something that's just not there enough for them, so I'm with you yeah, on your that. your
1: things mine, right, and it's like that book Switch, How to Change, like mining, like what is working? Like the the twenty percent people that are killing it. Like how are they killing it? And then working on building that in the program. But I I'm I'm at the level now. I'm getting there as well. Where it's like, yeah, the people. Some people, you know, they just grab it and go. You go, damn. Yeah. You already know the system that works. It works yeah. every time for everybody. Totally. What's that switch? It's written by who? Oh man, what a great book! How to change when change is hard. Okay. So I don't know. You you you're familiar with Precision Nutrition? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I really like – I look at them like a model company in terms of like their communication style. Like I literally wrote down all their content for their website and I used that to inspire our new content. I, I'll tell you, I learned real quick how long it took them to get there with those words mm-hmm. because I probably spent 500 hours if not more working on like seeing like where they were coming from and like trying to match it a little bit. Yeah, holy shit. Are they deep? So I'm really impressed with them. And I know Dave Ramsey. Yeah, his models very similar with that. and He's had 5 million people go through his online program and forget the amount of million people. It's how many people have got out of debt. So mm-hmm. getting out of debt financially is the same as getting out of pain. Debt is something that you accumulate over years and eventually hit a point. You go, I'm fucked. And that's what pain is, too. It's the same thing. So you got to do you got to change the behavior and then you got to focus a little bit on the past mess up and focus more on the future. Totally. And medical alternative healthcare, almost all of them only focus on what happened before the day they showed up. Mm-hmm. Get it? This adjustment, this tissue work, this laser, this light. It's all about trying to do the – eliminate the damage that was caused up to date while doing very little for the person going forward when forward is the most important part. Mm. And it's very influenced by insurance and there's a lot of influential factors in there that I'm – that's why we stepped out of healthcare. I look at it more from an independent standpoint. I go, this is Cairo, this is PT, this is medical surgery. I believe there's a place for everybody. I think the order is wrong. Uh, we're working on improving it and then actually building a big force together to change the order and create a new hierarchy, put something new in place.
0: I love it, Mike. That's so awesome. Um, just your favorite – your favorite – you know, person to work with, or let's actually, I'm going to step and do some practical stuff. I have all the time people ask me about pistol squats and overhead squats. And I know that you don't talk about it a lot, but you are a CrossFitter ish CrossFitter full on.
1: No, I, I, I train cross. I, I use CrossFit workouts by myself in a gym okay, or with I do not I don't, I don't, I don't go to any CrossFits. Andrew does, but Andrew is going to be the, he's the movement guy. Hey, Andrew question for you. Hi, Andrew. He, guys, for those of you guys who know, Andrew moves better than me and understands movement more than I do. <laughs> we have we have separate roles in there.
0: Awesome. Go ahead, okay. and Andrew. Andrew. Andrew, I have some questions for you. So sure. I always get asked about some, one of like the few things in CrossFit that I feel like I'm really great at. One of them is pistols. I've just always been, <laughs> I have great mobility. I'm always, I, I try to translate the... The issue of mobility is so key when it comes to a pistol squat, but then also when we kind of, maybe it'll segue also to overhead squats. So what are some good takeaways for people that want to get a better pistol squat or some, some maybe like top two range of motion improvers that could help with this?
2: Oh man. I mean, (laughs) you're
1: asking it, you're asking, Okay. Just, you know, you're asking a very uh, superficial question for a very
2: deep answer. Yeah, I mean, this, this has so many components to it. Mm-hmm. Um, not only is the ankle and the knee flexibil- flexibility required, the groin flexibility, just for, for both of those motions, but you have to have the proper strength in, in that glute, and most people don't. Most people are quad dominant, uh, especially you see it a lot more with women in CrossFit, huge quads because of that anterior pelvic tilt. So most people, 70% of people have an anterior pelvic tilt, meaning their back is arched. So their butt's sticking out, right? What does that do? Do you know what that does? Yeah, it turns off off your glutes. Turns off the glutes and it turns off the abs. Mm. So then you're you're forced to use your quads and your your hip flexors and the lower back. So with both the overhead squat and probably not, the, the pistol you're gonna get into a more rounded back position to counter that weight. But yeah, both both of those positions you have to understand where your pelvic tilt is first, your neutral pelvis and how to actually engage the glutes and the abs. Yeah. The, the, so, that's that's first and foremost and that's like you need to be able to do that in a ground-based exercise which most people cannot.
0: And so it's okay. I think this is the thing. It's like it's the pistol or like you know certain crossfit moves. They're like super sexy looking, right? So they like you. know, It's like a party trick. But I do think that what I see is like so many people do it wrong, and very few people do it actually correctly. So do you? What's your favorite substitution, or what's your favorite way to build strength in those in those positions um, that you you guys use that doesn't also kind of just train the body to keep doing what it's doing when it's collapsing at the bottom.
2: Sure, so for the pistol squat, one of my favorites that we use in our program actually is, um, we call it a a single leg step down, so you would stand on say a 45 pound bumper plate or a box or something, and you're just, you're simply practicing a quarter or half of the pistol motion without letting the knee collapse inward. Mm -hmm. If your knee collapses inward, then you have too much height. You need to drop it down. So even if you're only an inch off the ground, you're practicing like a, a step down motion. You're 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 practicing good mechanics, and you're not just letting your knee cave in because that's what you see the most with pistol squats. The knee caves in, the heel comes up off the ground. They're falling all over the place. Yep. Um. So that 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 right there is one of my favorite, and it takes months to build that strength, right? They can they can for the for your listeners, Emily, we have on MoveU M O V E U
1: They can click free program and they can assess. Uh, the pistol, their ability to do a step down, and also they'll assess. You can't see me; I'm behind the computer. They'll assess. <laughs> you can assess your other movements that are required.
0: Okay, perfect. I love that. And then also for overhead squats. So for somebody that's struggling with that, because I see even snatch position, I just see it wrong all the time, and it's really frustrating. Um, I kind of stopped going to class times at CrossFit gyms. Even when I'm traveling, I only go to open gym because I just can't watch it sometimes. Um, so. I know this is a huge question, but, like, for overhead squat, what are some good, like, you know, you have must, you should do this before this? Or is it shoulder mobility? Is it hip mobility? Is it just everything? Where could someone go if they're really trying to – because I love the overhead you, squat. It's my favorite move.
2: Are you talking about, like, the massive arch in the lower back with a butt wink at the bottom So mainly
0: – no, I'm thinking more so upper body. So I see so many people when they, they're just internally yeah. rotating and not able to keep – like a stable load overhead.
2: And a lot of that people are trying to improve lap mobility. They're trying to improve their shoulder mobility. And for the most part, it's going to come down to your scapular control. Mm. So are you able to pull your blades down into the right position, down and back properly? And are you familiar with the scapular push-up?
0: Um, is it when you're just actually, I don't, is it the cat cow? Yes. Yes.
2: Okay. So a lot of people can't do that. you need to be able to do that in an overhead position. Cool. So when you're okay. here, you need to actually be able to do – sorry for the listeners, they cannot see this. <laughs> you did describe it. So if you were to put your hands over your head, can you rotate or push your armpits forward? And when you do that, you should feel a burn on the side of where the ribs are. So tra- you're serasis. just
0: pulling those traps down.
2: It, it's, it's down, not just down, but also trying to push your armpit toward, oh, in I this case, that. toward the computer. Yeah.
1: yeah. I they, like. can watch, they can watch our Instagram. So this is the week of June. What Instagram episode are we on today? Do you know?
2: <laughs> I have no Whatever idea. Whatever <laughs>
1: today's date is, June 7th, guys. Go to our Instagram because we talk about this scapular humor rhythm all week this week. Perfect.
2: Perfect. So if you if you can get your blade in the right position, you will actually – and we talk about this this week. If you get their blade in the right position, your arm will actually move. Do you see that? That's just my blade moving. Yeah. So it's mm. doing about 15 degrees just by moving my blade, and I'm not even moving the arm itself. What are you... T- so once you... Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, no, no. That makes
2: sense. Once you get the blades down and back in the right position, which takes months, like if you have a big upper body curvature, your overhead squat's going to suck. Mm. Yep. The upper body curvature is is coming from that weakness in the blades. Yeah. Cool. So once you work on that, then you'll have the shoulder mobility. Okay. The other thing with it is that if you have a big upper body curvature, how are you going to correct it? What's the quickest way to correct the upper body curvature? If you look at my back right here.
0: It's tight in your stomach. Squeeze your butt. Oh, yeah. Yep.
2: Look, now I'm making an anterior tilt with my my back arch. Yeah. And what for your listeners is
1: saying is when you spend most of your time seated, you end up rounding your upper body. And when you stand up, the body does not want to be – Rounded forward, your your head wants to be upright. So the quickest thing to do is just to arch your back, to, to so you can hide mm-hmm. hide the rounding. But what you've done now is where you had one problem, you now have two. Totally,
2: uh, I see. And that a lot. along with that, your knees, your ankles, uh, your elbows—you get all sorts of injuries just from that upper body curvature.
0: For sure, the
2: body's going to correct it, and it's it's every movement you make from then on—not just overhead squats and pistols, everything is altered.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Cause I know people ask me a lot about pistols and progressions and I think it's just going to be great to give them some tools just to move correctly so that they don't cause some um, terrible knee my, injuries.
2: My favorite thing for the mid back is front squats, front squat holds mm. like at the bottom just, position just, yep. or a goblet. Okay. For, for 15, 30, one minute holds, just, just, just making sure that. you're keeping those blades down and just sitting there. Cause I love that's a huge too. way to work the mid back.
0: I love that too because you can tell, I mean, right away when you start to fall forward. Oh, that's cool. I like that one. That's good. Okay.
1: Uh, let,
2: let, me, let me
1: give you and your users some real some real hardcore truth, okay? Okay. Over the last 17 years, um, I myself, I've tried to help people with quick fixes. Hey, give me this tip for the shoulder. My shoulder hurts. Give me this tip. Oh, do the shoulder blade. I've given them stretches. I've given them exercises. Um, I've seen other people, doctors, everyone, give little sheets of exercises or these tips about how to improve your hip pains with this one exercise. Here's the truth. It doesn't work like that. Move You, we built Move You for for, for your success first and foremost. And here's what it means. For the highest chance for you to succeed with movement, you start back at the fundamentals. Every single person. We have three time gold Olympic medalists in our program. We have pro golfers in the program. We have we have CrossFit games athletes in the program. We have eighty year olds in the program. Just like CrossFit, we we start, everybody starts. I don't want to say just like CrossFit, I meant because CrossFit's built to accommodate to every age. It's just based on right, you scale the the time and then the weight. Yeah. Every person starts at the fundamentals because there's no quick fixes. There's no quick fix to great movement. It doesn't exist. We're done giving those tips. We don't give them. Because they don't work. All they lead to is frustration. Yeah. The right way to do it is, number one, you learn the six components of posture. That's how to grip the ground with your feet, how to fire each glute, how to brace your core, how to diaphragmatic breathe, how to shoulder blade control, and how to hold your head. You learn those independently of each other. Those are the fundamental movements of life. Then whenever you get each one, your brain is smart. You will learn how to tie those together. Because the body is one moving unit, period. So trying to f- isolate one area without the rest is almost impossible because the body is a teeter-totter. You'll do one thing right and it will flip another one out of control. We see it happen. doesn't work like that. The body is whole. So once you learn those seven components, the posture, you begin syncing those together to form one giant great movement. Yeah. And that's whenever, whenever you do that and then start combining in, – in, Prove increasing the intensity of those exercises, then you turn those movements from the ground to a squat, and then you put resistance on top of it. Mm. In that order, it takes eight months. It takes up to eight months for someone to be able to squat correctly, deadlift and that's daily work. Mm. It's it, – it, 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 it those shortcut things, we – we kind of want to give them for that instant gratification for you and the listeners, but it doesn't work. Yeah. So I mean, it's the same as the like chance of it's it's it. starting the fundamentals. I started jujitsu two years ago. I got into because I'm like, oh, I want to do this, this, this neck crank. And they go, how are you going to do a neck crank? If you can't even hold the purse on the ground, you learn real quick. <laughs> that it's going to take me over a year and a half before I can do that one move that I went into jujitsu to do. Mm-hmm. Because you gotta learn the fundamentals first, and if someone has pain, if someone has injury, or someone has a problem with movement, you go right back to the fundamentals. Because if you don't have pain, but you have a mobility problem, if you don't go to the fundamentals, your chance for injury is through the roof, especially in CrossFit, which is a precise sport that demands demands just mobility that is that exceeds that of human necessity.
0: I think I'm gonna go through your program because my shoulders. Just not good, just saying now. So, you know. so I'm one excited. way to
1: do. It. Let's say Andrew talked. Here's what happens though. If we go, hey, shoulder blade control. What people do is they'll pull the shoulder down, then they lose their core. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that happens. Totally. So it was Plato. Plato says, the the part cannot be well until unless the whole is well, yeah. and it's the same as the body. And there's no movement education previously before online internet before Move You. The only way to get this knowledge was from weekend seminars where doctors would teach other doctors this complex principle of biomechanics, which these are principles that are relatively unchanged since the year 1680. That's the first book. These are not – these principles are, are not arguable. It's, just, it's a combination of geometry, physics, and math. And so – but before it was all complex with numbers, but now because of online education and teaching and different platforms, we're able to – I'm not that smart of a person. I, I communicate with the general person. I didn't get – I'm not I, – I, I can't get into that – Deep talk with, with the all. Oh, I mean, I can if I need to go there, but I like to talk to people as people. So, communicating at that level, simple and making it very simple for people to understand in a step by step with the support community, it's the highest chance for someone to succeed. Yeah. Period. It's not a quick fix. Uh, we don't offer a move you. We never will. I'm telling you this. 90% of people that are doing what we're doing right now, or are, are trying to, or doing, they are all still selling the quick fix to people. Yeah. And all it does is hurt them in the long run. Because they try it. It doesn't work. And then they hang on to that and they take it to the grave with them. And they stand up more screwed up. It doesn't work. Well, it's so the same, that's what we can't
0: It's the same as like, I mean, the body is an analogy of like a smaller analogy of like fitness and wellness as a whole. Like you can't you can't just work out and not change your meal plan and expect results. So that makes really good sense um, or it makes a lot of sense that you really just look at it from the whole standpoint because it is a whole. Okay, I have a – before we...
1: People have said the whole but, – but, but if you really ask people what that means, you go, it's all connected. They go, it's all connected. And then you go, what does that mean? They go, I don't know. <laughs>
0: right? Yeah, it really is. All of it for sure. Okay, it, I have it, for – for you and for Andrew if he's still there I have a serious question are you ready maybe what is your spirit animal oh. I have my spirit animal book and I end every podcast with this it's the most important well, part of our
1: interview my dolphin I guess
0: <laughs> do you really think you probably are a dolphin Andrew do you no. know I mean Andrew's
1: you don't the unicorn bonobo hell's a bonobo, <laughs> what the hell is a bonobo? <laughs>
0: This is actually maybe, maybe you are. No, I think you might be a dolphin. (laughs) Can I read it? Are you ready?
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. I'm skeptical. I think they all sound the same. No,
0: no, no, trust me, they don't. This is a good book. Um, you're a master, it's not like zodiacs or anything, it's not like you know, cosmo astrology. This is like legit. This is like for real. Just trust me on this. You're a master communicator mainly because you're able to listen at several different levels simultaneously. Is this true?
1: For me, yes, it is. Andrew's saying said it for some reason. <laughs> you're He's got some nervous twitch. That's are why you? I keep going.
0: You're sensitive and keenly aware of people's feelings. I don't know. No.
1: So <laughs> far, it? that's zero out of okay, two. Okay, so you're not a
0: dolphin. You're not a dolphin. We'll keep looking. You're not a dolphin.
1: Zero out of two. Andrew, I like the start. like, yeah, I do care about people. But Andrew's like,
0: no. No. Nope. <laughs> Andrew, do you know what you are? No idea. Oh, man. Okay. Well, l- you guys think about it. Let me know. It's usually just an animal that like – like for me, it, I'm a hummingbird. Like it just always showed up in my life when, even when I was a kid and then I didn't really know – I didn't want to be a hummingbird because I thought they were so small and dainty but then I read it and it was like money. So just start noticing if an animal keeps showing up and I will look it up for you in my spirit animal
1: guidebook. I'll do that. An animal keeps showing up in my life, huh? Yeah. Hmm. I
0: mean it's a good it's a fun thing to know and everyone has a spirit animal and it's pretty cool once you find it
1: what about a shark
0: okay let's look it up I do love sharks because
1: that's, that's been one of my my fear growing up a great white shark and that's why I got into spearfishing and freediving to actually address it and now I'm going next year I didn't tell you I'm going to go freedive with great whites I'm excited
0: in about South this. Africa
1: oh. no I'm going to go to uh, Guadalupe Island don't worry Andrew you got a life insurance policy if I shit the bed sweet <laughs>
0: I love True sharks. <laughs> um, that's, that's actually on my bucket list is I don't want to free dive, but I want to cage dive in South Africa with mm-hmm. great wakes. Okay. You need periods of time alone so that you avoid getting anxious and irritable.
2: Whoa.
1: Check.
0: Although others are intimidated by you at times, you're actually a very sensitive and peace-loving person. Yeah. You're very active, always staying busy with something or other, and you find it hard to rest for any length of time. Oh, mm. man. You do best in a role of authority, one where you have to maintain discipline and order.
1: No. Yeah? No? I don't think so, that one.
0: Role of authority? Do you like being your own boss? Yeah. I think you're pretty yeah. I don't know. Shark is a shark is a high contestant. We're, cl- we're a lot
1: closer than the whatever the parakeet was the last one you read. <laughs> <laughs> the dolphin.
0: <laughs> oh man it's so wonderful to talk to you both um so moveu you is your main instagram correct and i'll tag it on all of
1: that um yeah but- m-o-v-e-u hey we got by the way i come to denver three times a year or so i'm always out there awesome. my sister lives there i freaking love denver um you and i gotta hang out we gotta do we some will. hiking we gotta have a good thing do you like hot springs by the way love them I love that. I come out just for Hot Springs. Okay.
0: The shark and the hummingbird. We're going to the Hot Springs. And we're going to – let's do do something for the next challenge we'll talk about after we close this. But for real, listeners, you guys are going to see a lot more of them because I'm just obsessed with what they're doing. And I love what you guys preach. So keep doing what you're doing.
1: You're awesome. You too. I mean, God, you're – we're the same. We're the same. We're like – you're empowering people. You're making people – helping people feel strong, identify purpose, and – um. You're just you're, – yeah, you're, you're inspiring. And you know what? That's the beautiful thing about these online channels because you know what? Those big corporations and shit, they can't – the ones that's just chasing the money and stuff, they're not going to be able to hang with us for much longer because the, the voice really comes out with social media. The truth comes out. You can't hide behind those corporate walls anymore. People that are really doing things authentically for the, the big purpose, the better humanity, we will prevail.
0: It's so true. It's all about just being authentic. God, it's so easy to lose that and I'm so grateful to find like-minded people. Yay. Okay, well, we'll be in touch soon, and um, listeners, I'll see you guys next Wednesday.